Hello friends, welcome to the Stay In Your Lane podcast. My name is Dora Senkungu and I'm delighted to share with you nuggets of truth that the Holy Spirit has been teaching me over the years. I believe that you're not only going to be encouraged on this podcast, but it's going to help you keep your focus on the things that God calls extremely important for the destiny that he has written out for us. And so today I'm delighted that this our first episode is going on air. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And I pray that you're encouraged as we go along on this journey. I would like to pray before we dive in. Father in heaven, we thank you that your word is life. And so Lord, today, even as we dive in more into your truths, I pray that your Holy Spirit will open the eyes of our understanding, that we'll not only get to know you more, but that we'll desire and will actually practically walk out our lives in honor to your name, in Jesus' name. Amen. So um, I'm calling our very first episode, Stay in Your Lane, you know, the tagline of the the, the title of this podcast. And so that's the title of today's episode. And I'd like to invite you to read with me in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3 thereabout. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Beautiful words. Uh, We really do not know who the author of the book of Hebrews is, but Bible scholars believe that it's the Apostle Paul. I think it's the Apostle Paul because the nature of writing kind of can be attributed to the Apostle Paul. Beautiful words. And so this is the same guy who uh, had written to the Corinthians. And these communities were very familiar with or they participated a lot in athletic games. And so Paul used athletic language because he knew that these communities would thoroughly understand what he was talking about and so um i think that this is a beautiful picture that the writer chooses to use as he's encouraging us to keep our focus to stay in our lane to stay uh on track with what god has called us to do uh what god has placed on our lives and so i find that picture quite interesting of athletics i did a little research not much about runners and i found that uh, apparently, when you're in a race, you must not step or step on the white line. You're supposed to stay within your lane. You're not supposed to cross over to your neighbor's lane. In fact, if you do, that could uh, disqualify you. But the other thing I found is that runners are only supposed to start the race when the gunshot goes off. If you start before that gunshot, it's called a false start. And that could disqualify you as well. And so Paul is writing to these people who totally understand what it means to be part of a race. Now for us, we have to strain and think for, okay, what do athletes, what, what are they thinking as they're running their race? But the people he was writing to had a thorough, good understanding of things, of the very things that he was writing about to them. And so I would like you to think of yourself as a runner. 
Think of yourself wearing light clothing. Think of yourself in a lane and think of yourself as about to take off in a race and the gunshot is yet to go off so that you can begin this race. You're not supposed to step into the white line or on the, the lane of someone else. And also you're not supposed to even run before the gunshot goes off. So Paul is encouraging us to consider our journey of faith. He's encouraging us to walk out our salvation, mindful of the fact that it is a race. It is a, a race that has been marked out for you. God himself has marked out this race for you. There's a few nuggets that I picked out of uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. And I want to th share this with you very eagerly. The very first nugget that I read in this portion of scripture is the word therefore. So whenever you hear the word therefore being used, it's because it's, it's for good reason. It's because there's important information that has been furnished to you, has been availed to you. And as a result of that important information, therefore, you take a course of action owing to the important information that has just been passed down to you. So in Hebrews 11, this is the chapter right before Hebrews 12, which begins with therefore. So Hebrews 11 is the famous uh, faith hall of fame. All the heroes of God, all the mighty warriors in the Bible, they're documented in the book of, in, in the chapter of Hebrews, chapter 12. The Samsons, the Moseses, the uh, Elijahs and Elisha, Joseph, and all these amazing people that walked such an amazing journey with God are documented in chapter 11 of Hebrews. And so when, when, when the writer begins to write chapter 12, it's really a continuation of chapter 11. And he's saying, therefore, as a result of that important information I've just given you, after sharing with you these many wonderful heroes of the faith that have gone ahead of you, that have done what you're doing, that have overcome, that have uh, been through maybe even worse challenges, more than you'll ever experience, but they've still pulled through. Therefore, that's a very powerful statement there. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. So witnesses, these are people that have already gone ahead of us. Some of them may already be in heaven. Some of them may still be living. We can see them and touch them. And so these people are cheering you on. They're saying you can do it. You can walk with Jesus. You can overcome the challenges that are before you. You can make it. Come on. You can do it in your generation. You are the one God wants to use. You are the one God wants to cause his glory to be shone over. And they're cheering you on. But the more I pondered about this thing of witnesses, I began, uh, I believe the Holy Spirit began to show me some of the witnesses that are hoping against hope that we pull through, that we overcome, that we make it to the other side, that we remain faithful. And some of these other witnesses are onlookers. There are people who are not even believers, but they're onlookers and they're hoping that you walk with God in such a manner that encourages them also to walk diligently with Father God. So these people are cheering you silently. They're hoping you make it. You see, isn't it interesting when uh, there's a, a scandal in maybe Balokole circles and the world is up in like an uproar and they're saved, that saved person, how could they have done that? You know, it seems like they're not watching. It seems like they're not paying attention. It seems like they don't even care, but they actually do. Actually, the Bible says in Romans that all of creation groans and awaits the manifestation of the true sons of God. You and I are the ones that the world is waiting on 
to overcome. Because when we overcome, then all the doubt that they had or all the hopelessness that they're grappling with seems like it fades away because, wow, look, someone pulled through, someone overcame, and that someone is you. Another group of witnesses are the generations to come that we haven't yet met, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. They're hoping you make it. What's going to be the story about you? their grandfather, their grandmother, what, it, what is it that they're going to say about you? What is it that they're going to look back and emulate out of your life? There's witnesses in the years ahead waiting to see how you overcome. And the other group of witnesses are those that are, you'd call them admirers, people that want to be like you, people that look up to you, people that want to mimic your every move. And they're hoping that you make it because you are the source of encouragement for them. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. The second point, let us strip off, strip off all weights and the sin that so easily entangles us. What are weights? Weights are the things that they may not even necessarily look like sin, but they're discouragements, insecurities, worry, wrong perspectives, fear, fill in the gap. The Bible says, throw off these weights and the sin that so easily entangles us. I don't have to even break down for you what sin is. But whenever you catch yourself in a situation of disobeying, disobeying the written word of God, disobeying the, uh, maybe the authority God has placed over your life, disobeying the instruction of the Holy Spirit that God has placed over you, whenever you find yourself in disobedience, then that's your cue that there's a problem. And the Bible says, do not treat lightly sin. Do not handle weights carefully. It says, strip them off. Strip off every weight and the sin that so easily entangles us. What could be holding you back right now? What thing has the Holy Spirit spoken to you that you are yet to walk in obedience to the Holy Spirit, to the voice of the Holy Spirit? What thing has God spoken to you that you are yet to walk out in obedience concerning that matter. What written word of God are you outrightly walking in disobedience against? Today, I want to encourage you to throw off the weights and throw off the disappointments because that will hinder your quick progress on the race that God has placed before you. The other point I want to share is that we are called to run with endurance. How we run matters. It's important that we are running on purpose. We are not just running because it's easy to run. We're not just running because everyone is running. No, we are running because there's a purpose. There's an end goal. There's a destiny. There's a call. And the Bible says, run with endurance. In that portion of scripture that we just read, Hebrews 12, run with endurance, which means that God envisages, God knows that there's going to be challenging times ahead. God knows that there's going to be difficult days ahead. And he still says, run with endurance. Yes, the problems are mounting up. Yes, the situation is uncomfortable. Yes, the circumstances are so difficult. They're unfavorable. They're not good at all. But keep running. Only run with endurance. Keep running with endurance. Do not give up. God knows it will be hard. And so if he instructs us to keep running, even when the days are hard, then probably it's achievable. Probably it's attainable. Probably it can be done. The heroes of faith in Hebrews 11, those guys 
they strived under multiple challenges. I think about a Joseph who experienced tremendous hurt and disappointment and betrayal by his, his brothers, but he still pulled through. He endured through the race. I think of Moses. I think of David. I think of Abraham. The list goes on and on and on. So many things were up against them the odds were not in, in their favor but these guys kept kept running they kept pushing through they kept enduring you and i are invited to run our race with endurance the other thing that you need to remember is that there's a race that is set out before you the scripture that we've read in hebrews has said run with endurance the race marked out for you wow god has marked out a race for you god has marked out a purpose there's a path and it has your name on it so take your eyes off of the path of your neighbor take your eyes off of what some what is going on in someone else's life the things going on in your life may not be as pleasant as, as the things that are going on in the life of another person but i want to encourage you to run your own race god has marked out your own race a scripture that i love so much is jeremiah 29 11. it says for i know the plans that i have for you declares the lord plans of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. God has a plan for you. God has a future for you. God has a hope for you. There's a destiny for you. God has not forgotten you. God knows about you. God is aware of your situation. God sees the cries that you lift up to him. God knows you. Remember, there's a race marked out for you. Do not try to run another person's race because if you run someone else's race, at the end of everything, you'll look back and you will not have run. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the race ending and one of the runners is still at the starting point and everyone else has got into the finish line except one of the runners. And probably this is, uh, let's say this is like an Inzikuru. In Uganda, we have that national runner called Inzikuru. Maybe that runner is as good as that, could have potentially been the ultimate winner. But because they did not start the race, they did not stand a chance. Run your race. Run your race. Do not run someone else's race. Take your eyes off of the lane of someone else. Stay in your own lane. The other thing I'm about to finish uh, is that you need to keep your focus on Jesus. The scripture encourages us to keep our focus on Jesus, the author and the perfecter, the author and the finisher, the one who started all things and the one with whom all things will end. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the Bible says. that Another version says that, how we run is by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Let me encourage you, uh, my brother, my sister. It's only when you keep your eyes locked on Jesus. He's the ultimate prize. It's only when you keep your eyes locked on, on him that you're going to be able to run this race. If you keep looking around you, if you keep looking at the situations around you, they're going to steal your attention. They're going to steal your focus away from Jesus. I want to encourage you, regardless of what challenges you're experiencing, regardless of what mountain stands before you, regardless of how it seems like it came in your direction, keep your eyes on Jesus. The Bible says he's the author. He's the finisher. He knows what you're experiencing and he's ready to help you. Give him a chance. 
Second last point I want to share with you is that even Jesus was motivated by something in running this race. The Bible says that Jesus endured the cross. The very portion we've read. He endured the cross. He despised the cross and its shame. And he looked forward to the joy that was set before him. What's the joy set before Jesus? That was you and I. You were the ones he was thinking about. You and I are the ones he was going to the cross for. He was like, you know what? Let me go through this because I know so and so is going to come to know me. And this is going to be the most important decision they'll ever make. So let me endure the cross, regardless of the shame, regardless of the, 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 the tribulation that I seem to be going through. Let me endure the cross because of the joy of the redeemed that is set ahead of me. Do you have a promise from God? Do you have a promise that you can hold on to? I want to encourage you, if you're not a Bible reader, get into the word of God. Scoop out some promises for you. They're precious promises. The Bible says that God prepared good works for us ahead of time. Read the portions of scripture. Grab some promises for yourself. Hold on to those promises. And those promises are going to help you overcome the obstacles that stand in your way towards destiny. By the way, Obstacles are important on our journey towards destiny. God uses obstacles to strengthen our muscle, our character muscle, our resolve, our um, commitment. God uses challenges to strengthen us. Do not, uh, do not wish challenges away. Do not uh, pray prayers that say, Lord, take this away. Take me out of this situation. Because then that also means that you will not grow. And if you don't grow, it means you will not be prepared for the destiny that God has written out for you. I want to encourage you to get a promise of God. Hold on to that promise. Allow it to be your encouragement as you run this race. And lastly, when we run this race with endurance, when we stay in our lane, when we keep our focus, when we keep our eyes on Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, when we trust him in spite of, then guess what? Like him, we will also have a different perspective about things. The Bible says in Hebrews 12 verse 3 that Jesus is now seated at the right hand of God the Father. The challenges that were standing in front of him then, now he sees from an elevated perspective. I want to encourage you, the challenges you're experiencing today, if you allow God to use them for the purpose he intends to, then when you meet new challenges in the days ahead, you will have a totally different perspective about things because you have gone through challenges before and you'll have seen the goodness of God before and you know that the same God that helped you then is willing and able to help you now. The same God that pulled you through then will be willing and able to pull you through now. I want to encourage you, do not look in someone else's lane. Do not run a race that is not yours. Do not place your focus on the weights and the sin that so easily entangles us. It slows us down. It hinders us. I want to encourage you to stay in your lane. God bless you.